Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I love having you all back here to get gritty, to talk about the grace that we need and deserve in our life. But by golly gee, making sure we're celebrating the glitz and all of the balls and confetti up in the air. Ooh. I am so excited. Speaking of balls up in the air, <laughs> introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Jen Slaw. Not only is she a speaker, but she is a performer, an educator, and homeschooling mom, like major credit here, Jen, <laughs> who works with organizations to create more positive work environment, environments, team engage, uh, improvement engagements, and navigate change through a growth mindset. She's been hired across the industry for companies like Nikon, Con Edison, American Express, Turner, Scanser, Deloitte. Bristol Squibb, um, Myers Squibb, First Energy, like big, big clients out there. She's a former structural engineer. I'm a civil engineer, so we just instantly bonded. Yep. <laughs> World record holding expert, here we go, dun -dun 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 -dun, juggler, who has shared her unique perspective on TV, on major TV network, news morning shows, late night shows with Letterman, off-Broadway, and TEDx stages. Her interactive keynote experiences the training programs, provides hands-on learning and, and engagement opportunities that result in meaningful insight and tools for an adopting a growth mindset, integrating work life, staying nimble in the face of change, strengthening teams, and creating a positive work environment. She holds her degree in engineering from Swarthmore College, and she directs a nonprofit juggling life, inspiring youth through the interactive arts programs that redefine what is truly possible for them. I don't think we can fit much more in that bio. Jen, Woo, it's a mouthful. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it fun just to hear hear it all on uh, on a podcast and be like, wow, I actually have done a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you are certainly, quote unquote, a mover and a shaker. And girl, guys, when you see what she's able to do juggling, you will be beyond amazed because she not only speaks, but she juggles and inspires truly a role model to so many of us. So oh, I thanks, mean- Erica. I don't even know where to exactly get started. So I'm going to start on like just a little bit about before we dive into like any nitty gritty questions, like why juggling? Yeah. Why juggling? Good question. <laughs> so I know you get asked it a lot. First of all, thanks for having me on. I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. And we really connected, like you said, right away when we, we, we first met just with the engineering background and you're just such an inspiration to me with all that you juggle as well. So it's a pleasure to be here. Um, why juggling? So I first learned how to juggle in middle school in sixth grade. A teacher taught our class how to juggle as a lesson in focus and concentration. Everybody had to learn the basic three object juggle. 
And then it was just something that, you know, I loved from the first moment, being able to figure out new things, find new patterns, different ways to connect the balls, do something that other people couldn't do. So it really intrigued me. And this teacher then set up a whole system of levels tests, graduating from one level to the next, put together a juggling club where he would take some of us out to perform for local, other local schools and events. And so I was in it. I had been a performer from the age of six with ballet and dance. So I love performing. And then juggling was just another way to do that. And it was something that I then did all through high school, college, kind of paid my way through college doing juggling gigs on the side and uh, eventually became even more of my career. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And does that professor know what you're doing now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're still in touch. And uh, yeah, he's I think he's I think he's proud and happy that uh, juggling is still such a big part of my life. So. And how can he not be? And what a good lesson to learn. I mean, you're as you're a home homeschooling, you know, a young child and you're doing all this, like talk about juggling and just the act of it. And like, you know, where you've had to make certain probably decisions, you know, in your life. And I know you've had some pivotal moments that have really helped you create the success that you have in everything that you do and everything you quote unquote juggle. I feel like that word's going to come up a lot today. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. share a pivotal moment that has helped you in to create the success that you've had. Yeah. Yeah. A few. I mean, it's hard to pick just one, but I was, you know, I was working as a structural engineer and I knew, you know, eventually I really wanted to be a mom. I just hoped that was in my future. And I knew for myself that if that happened, I would have a hard time going back to sit in my cubicle <laughs> in my nine to five job. And I wanted to kind of explore my own creativity. I was, as I said, I was juggling on the side and meeting more entertainers who were making a living doing this. So I kind of felt like the time was right. I had to just try leaving engineering and be a full-time entertainer. And so that was moment one, like quitting the engineering job. And, you know, I always say like, I don't advise people to just throw their job away like that. It was, it was a gradual process for me. So I actually resigned and went part-time for about a year. So I had this nice transition period where I was teaching with the Big Apple Circus in the morning, you know, in the afternoons, I was doing engineering work in the morning and they were super flexible. So that was really nice. So I always kind of advise people to build up, you know, that side hustle, that thing that you're passionate about outside of work while you're still doing some of that. And you can make that transition gradually. Um, and then ultimately what happened was I got laid off. They laid off all the part-time people. So after about a year, that was kind of like the push I needed because, you know, it can be easy to kind of hang on to that security. And I was like, all right, this is it. You know, I was, I went to a, a friend's cubicle at the time and I was like, all right, I got laid off. <laughs> like, this is not norm the normal reaction, but it was, I really felt like it was the push I needed to, to really make it happen. And then, you know, some other moments that really, really helped me along the way were um, enrolling in a coaching program, you know, enrolling, working with a mentor who helped to train enter entertainers to really build their business and learn the marketing and the business side of things. Um, full circle, I'm now working with that coach and mentor as a coach with other entertainers, helping them build their business. Um, and then, you know, the doing the TEDx talk, I know you've you've done that as well. And that's such a such a pivotal moment. Um, and that was really my first, I would say, speaking engagement. So this this coach that I was working with had encouraged me to apply and to do a TEDx talk. And you know, I was a little unsure about it. I was I had in my mind that I wanted to kind of make this transition from just entertaining into more speaking and training and all the great metaphors that juggling is, you know, and it's it's more than a metaphor because when I teach juggling, people actually get to experience the, the growth mindset piece. Um, but I didn't quite have the programs together yet. And so he had encouraged me, do a TEDx talk, share your story, you know, the impact that juggling has had on you and 
the work that I was doing with this charity, how the juggling um, was just helping kids to redefine what's possible in their lives by seeing that something that they didn't think was possible is possible. You can see how that kind of extends into other areas of life. So doing that TEDx talk, you know, because most of my performance up until that point had been kind of silent to music, you know, choreographed. I was a dancer, as I mentioned. So I like to, you know, make juggling a little more graceful. And so the getting up in front of a crowd and speaking about it was a totally different thing. So I was like, all right, just go for it. You know, TEDx as the first official speaking engagement um, and was really fortunate to have that experience. I did it at the Princeton Library and, and spoke a lot about the work that this charity was doing um, in New Jersey, as I said, to help motivate kids. And that was really a pivotal point because there was a, some woman in the audience from Bristol Myers Squibb, as you mentioned. Um, and she was like, this is amazing. The metaphors, you know, do you do team building programs? And of course, as I said, it was in the back of my mind. I was kind of crafting programs, but I hadn't yet had the opportunity to deliver those programs. It's like, you need that client, right? You need that goal to, <laughs> to make it happen. And I was like, yes, I do. You know, it's like, get out of that comfort zone, go for it, you know, take the leap. And so that was like, I'm going to um, figure this all out. I'll, I'll judge yeah, I'm going to figure it out as I go. And so that was really the, the, the start that kind of kickstarted um, doing more programs like that and using juggling, as I said, more, more like a metaphor um, as a way to help teams come together because there's so many fun, interactive exercises we can do um, and so many conversations we can have about working together and juggling all the different roles and responsibilities we have and just navigating change and staying flexible in the face of change. So uh, yeah, it's been really fun. Been a topic of conversation lately, right? Change, yeah, yeah, just a little. <laughs> the last few years, right, especially. But speaking of all that, Jen, like you do it all. Like you know, you have the ambition, and then you have the family life, and like you're, you are like anything that like tips that you can give. You know, there's someone that's listening right now that's like, wow, wow, look at everything that she's done. Like, how do you? Keep up to the ambition, make sure you're keeping up with your family, stay organized and kind of keep all like, quote unquote, the balls up in the air without dropping them. And I'm sure you have your days that you drop them. Let's face oh, it. Yeah. Like we're not, you know, yeah, we all do. Yeah. Maybe you and can I would... like just give us some insight there. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say that I've got it all figured out. It's like, I believe it's a never ending process figuring this out. And, you know, I get, I get asked to talk a lot about work-life balance and I don't really like the term work-life balance. <laughs> and it's, it's like the work and the life, right? Is, are, do we not, are we not alive when we're at work? It's like, we're one person and we kind of have to figure out how to integrate. I like talking about work-life integration mm. and the juggling act and how all the, the different balls that we juggle are connected in different ways and different patterns. And we have to look at how do we strengthen the connections between the different parts of our lives? So I love, um, I use a lot, I talk a lot about um, Professor Stuart Friedman's model. He's a professor from the Wharton School um, in Philadelphia, and he heads their work-life integration project. And he has a model that looks, basically looks like four different circles encompassing the kind of four key areas of our lives, work, community, self, and home. And then looking at how do those circles overlap and expand and contract over time. That's the Whoa. key too. They're not static. So, you know, when you're a new mom, that home and family circle is just expanding and your work circle may contract, you know, for a short time. So it's it's also about zooming out and kind of looking at the big picture and being flexible as those seasons shift. So I like to look at creative ways to combine the different circles. And one, I'm going to give you a shout out because I saw you post um, about doing vision boards with your kids. Yeah, and I thought that was just so amazing. And that's just so, such a perfect example of this, of like involving them in the process of, you know, how you prioritize what are your important goals for work, because just that connection, like that, 
that getting them involved. And so they, they, they're learning, you know, how to prioritize and make choices yeah. and they're seeing what's, what's important to you. And then they understand more when, you know, you may not be at a certain game because you're out doing a, an event or something like that. So it's, it's, you know, building those connections. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I've had so many, I think homeschooling has really allowed me to do that even more because it gives me that flexibility to take my son, he's six now, to take him with me on events. Um, like I just did an event this weekend in Baltimore um, for a healthcare company, kicked off their their day two of their conference. And then we got to go to the Baltimore Aquarium and it was a nice homeschooling uh, learning day. So that's been really nice to have that freedom and that flexibility. Um, yeah, he that's amazing. I mean, he's, already, yeah. he's already getting like on the work experience, right? Yes. Like oh, internship yeah. almost. Oh yeah. How he's, cool he that? has set up my sound system. He knows how to like set up my mic and stuff. He's, uh, he co emceed a juggling and circus arts show with me. And that was like, that was the ultimate test of like putting this into practice because it was, it was like trying to find a balance between wanting to like honor his boldness and creativity while also like my need to like have the show go smoothly <laughs> right, and like rein him in. So that was, that was a real challenge, but so fun just to be able to get to involve him in the different things I do. Um, he so that is he adorable. Can... I mean, oh, like, thank you. I think so like, too. <laughs> I mean, and, but you do, it's like, and again, what I want to like say to anyone that's listening to this is that, listen, it is not perfect. And Jen's not saying every time she juggles, she's no perfect at it either even though she's an expert juggler like there is life and the balls are going to fall but I love that analogy like sometimes just like juggling sometimes the balls are even going to get bigger right like just depending yeah. on how the weight of them and the heaviness of them and where you are in yeah. life and and certain yeah and certain balls certain balls like you can think of are more like glass balls versus rubber balls like certain balls like you don't want to drop you have to prioritize those really important ones and maybe you can't juggle five at once but maybe you can handle yes. three so, you yes. know, figuring out what you can prioritize um, and and really a lot of people say juggling, oh, you must be such a great multitasker. Juggling is multi great multitasking. And it's not really. It's really about focus. And when you're juggling, being able to be super focused on what you're doing. Um, one so thing really, at a time. Yeah, you know, yeah. How you can focus on one thing at a time in the midst you of all the I've things. Heard, I I've heard, I've heard that lots of times and like read lots of things on that. And like, I'll be honest, like putting it into play, oh, like yeah. when <laughs> I'm at work and I'm at work and I'm doing work, like, and then like not checking your emails every time you feel, feel a ding, like how much more efficient you can be when you really stay laser focused on the task that you're at. And, yeah, um, but yeah. what I hear you saying through all of it is you give yourself that grace. Like you find the way to give yourself the grace and say, Hey, listen, there's going to be some days where I'm not going to be the stellar homeschool mom. And there's going to be other days right. where I am going to be that role. And it's okay. Right. Like it really is. Right. Some Again, nights, yeah. play on words, a juggling act. Yeah, some nights we're heating up the fish sticks like tonight because yeah. right? I'm on a podcast, right? And some nights we're making a nice, uh, you know, full home cooked meal. Right. So, yeah, it's so important. And it's, you know, I see it as, you know, allowing ourselves to make mistakes and then learning from those mistakes and not punishing ourselves or punishing others. I feel it's, you know, it's easier to give grace to others, I think, and yes. to be patient with ourselves. I talk about this a lot when we're, when I'm teaching juggling in my programs, one of, I have, I have a four-step framework. Um, I created this acronym when I was, when I was doing a TV appearance years ago, and it just stuck because it really does encompass kind of all the principles. So I say, we start with a single ball to learn how to juggle, B-A-L-L, -L, break it down, ask for help, learn from the drops and let it go. 
And like those four things kind Bam. of encompass everything. But the, but the learn from the drops part is really, you know, what we're talking about. Like we make mistakes, we're going to drop the ball, like figure out what happened, what went wrong so that we can hopefully make an adjustment for the next attempt. And then it's really just a stepping stone to our success. And sometimes we even come up with more creative solutions than we, we would have considered otherwise. Right. Um, and, because yeah. the ball did drop, right? Like you had right. to come up and, and relook at it. I love right. that. Right. How do you, how do you personally practice self-care? Like, how do you find time for you? Like you being a ball that like really can't shatter, right. To make all sure all the other balls yeah. are up in the air. Like, what are you doing in your life? Yeah. It's, for a while, I did not prioritize that, especially like since my son was born, it's like who has time for self-care as a new mom, but I've learned how important it is, like how I can't function if I'm not taking care of myself and nurturing myself. And recently that's been through a regular Pilates practice. Um, I We live out in the country now, so I'm actually like 20, I'm actually 30 minutes from the Pilates studio. We're kind of 20 minutes from everything, but it's been going, like going consistently to Pilates four times a week has been amazing for just physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And then I have that 30 minute car ride each way. It feels indulgent, but I can like listen to a podcast. I can listen to an audiobook that, you know, so, or just have some quiet reflection time. And that has been um, really helpful for me to just feel, be able to feel more present and balanced and, you know, just be able to handle what comes up during the day. And um, you know, manage the stress because it's always there. There's always yeah, it's always there. And thank you for just like acknowledging that. Like it doesn't ever go away, but like that you defend that time and then you now it's become almost sacred time and probably it feels weird when you don't do it now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because you know, you you watch, you watch, you know, all your again, all your success and everything that you're doing, but it's like, hey, listen, it's because you're fueling yourself. Because, you know, and sometimes like you, you know, you use the word indulgent and um it's okay if it feels that way, but once you start to make it a habit, it now just feels like a necessity. And that's where I want more males and females, but especially us busy moms to get to, to yeah, be like, yeah. Hey, listen, it is okay. And it doesn't have to feel indulgent. It can just be part yeah. of my day. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I lost your, your sound. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. Do we, oh, can there. you hear me? Yeah, now I can. <laughs> okay, well, so you know what? This is part of the grittiness. I have no <laughs> idea if that part will get cut out of the podcast, okay. but if it doesn't, this is part of the grittiness. And I even text Jen. It's interesting to say, Jen, I'm running a little bit late. Um, my kids are at home. They were supposed to be at, you know, uh, prep class tonight. And so if you hear a dog, or I don't know if you heard my son come in and say he needed a hat, but like literally like <laughs> that's the... But that's the part of it that I love that's about it. being able to do this. And it shouldn't be perfect. And your kids should be able to show up on a Zoom. And every once in a while, they should be at one of your speaking events and all of the things. Because that's life and that's reality to so many people. So, Jen, yeah. before we close out today, speaking of juggling and everything that you're doing, I know all of your information will be in the show notes. you got to follow her on LinkedIn and um, Instagram and her website. It's just incredible. If you're looking for just a dynamic, awesome speaker. I mean, Jen is insanely awesome. Um, but what do you want to leave us with today? Like what nugget, what golden piece of advice, you know, if someone's listening to the last, last minute of this podcast, what would you love to leave them with? I think just what you were saying there, you know, about perfectionism, you know, 
makes me think of the last L in the ball, let it go, which I think is so important. And it can be so difficult <laughs> to let go of control and to let go of perfectionism, which is really just usually about fear. Um, but being able to embrace, you know, that done is better than perfect and that things are going to be messy and we have to just kind of go with it. Whatever we can learn to delegate, automate, eliminate, get off our plates to empower others. Great. Um, but just letting go. And, and like you said, having grace with ourselves and, and being able to embrace the juggle of it all. Um, so mm -hmm. important. Embrace the juggle. I <laughs> The struggle with the juggle, right? The struggle, <laughs> the struggle with the juggle. <laughs> and let me tell you, if I ever tried to juggle or the times that I have attempted, I do struggle. So yeah. <laughs> I need all the advice I can get from Jen. I need to start going to every one of her speaking events so I can start to learn yeah. how to juggle a little bit. Yeah, better. it's juggle a process. Well. It's a process. And that's the thing too, you know, like just embrace the process. I always say, because, you know, that's where we grow. Like sometimes we, like, I wish, yeah, I wish I could just juggle five balls without having to go through one, two, three, four, five. Right. But that's, that, that's where the growth happens when we're taking it one step at a time. And we're really building the skill, um, to do that ultimate goal. So, yes, yes. Well, Jen, you have been such a pleasure. I love everything that you're about. I'm so excited that we met. I love to continue to watch you grow and just be inspired and Likewise, a couple of little bits of blitz back and inspire you too. And I just cannot wait for the listeners to hear your feedback, to share this episode with someone else, to connect with Jen, go out there. Let's be gritty. Let's celebrate all of the, all the grace that we need in our lives, but also the glitz, like all the balls that you do keep up in the air and all the things that you're doing each and every day to get one step further to your goal. So here we are signing off from Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Grit, Grace, and Glitz. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review to show us your support. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all-new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Grit, Grace, and Glitz.